Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Passive Income Examiner. Before we get too deep in today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Alex. He is the host of a podcast called Market Adventures. It's been truly wonderful. I'm enjoying listening to it. More importantly, I've enjoyed talking with Alex. He is going to be an upcoming guest on the show. And in the meantime, before I have a chance to edit and get his podcast aired, you have a chance to go check out his show. Because friends, let me tell you, financial freedom is not just for the top 1%. And the Market Adventures podcast is on a mission to prove that. Follow the journey as Alex combines the hardworking culture of a Jamaican immigrant with the tools and knowledge used by the world's wealthiest individuals. The goal to create financial freedom in his life and to help you do the same. The Market Adventures podcast delivers life-changing financial concepts in a way that just makes sense. Listen as Alex shares his own experiences and interviews with everyday people who have walked their own path to success. Your job doesn't have to define your financial position in life, only your willingness to explore the options available to you. Start your journey to financial independence today by listening to my friend Alex Cunningham on the Market Adventures podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And I just want to add one little thing here because it says that he helps you understand concepts in a way that makes sense. And I'll be honest, I've had two conversations with Alex and each time I have been mind blown at how simple he explains things in a way that I understand. And it's given me confidence to start investing in the stock market. So please tune into that podcast because I really think it's going to be a game changer. And I'm going to take a leap of faith here and say that changing the financial game in your life is what you're on a mission to do, or else you wouldn't be listening to my podcast, I don't think. And so we can just assume that achieving financial independence is probably high on everyone's to-do list that's tuning in here. Something that I wanted to share with you is that I've learned that making money, and maybe you've learned this too, but just making money doesn't necessarily always seem that hard to do, but keeping it can sometimes be. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not a lesson in savings, even though that's important. What I've learned is that when I've earned more than enough money, my way of living and my lifestyle expanded to match that level of earning. The reason I'm talking about this is because traditionally, we think of financial independence as something to do someday or something to do in the future. Like, for example, that maybe we're building up some sort of a wealth nugget, right? Like a little safe set aside so that it can come back and protect us and carry us through the rest of our days. It's not necessarily that way anymore. I think more and more people are looking to attain that freedom sooner than later. And why is that? Was it because we feel that our job is insecure or that maybe we feel our career is not adding value or meaning to our lives? No longer is it just about making a lot of money 
we're starting to realize, and I really feel this way on a global level, I think humans are starting to recognize that there are other options, options that let us spend more quality time with people we love and more time doing things that bring us joy. And we're finding that that's what matters to us. To me, financial independence means being able to work because I want to, not because I have to. Being able to knock off early and go camping on a whim or be able to afford to rent a snowmobile and have fun with my kids and husband. Really, it's not about having a lot of things. It's about being able to create lasting memories. That is what it means to me. It means creating a meaningful life that leaves me feeling fulfilled and leaves a legacy of love and special moments with my family. So what does financial freedom mean to you? Not just what will you do with the money you earn, but what significant impact would financial freedom have in your life? And I'm genuinely curious. I would love for you to head over to the Passive Income Examiner community and share it with us there or share it on Instagram and tag me at the Passive Income Examiner. And if you're not totally clear on this, like maybe you're like, um, I mean, I kind of have an idea, but I'm not really sure. (laughs) Then you are not totally clear and that's okay. Listen, this is really a topic to contemplate more than once in life, right? It's something to think about and come back and think about it again. And in fact, it's something that I revisit at least once a year because it reignites the passion and motivation to keep going, plus helps us become more clear on the plan of action. And I guess I probably even do that more often than once a year, but I intentionally do it once a year where I really find that I get into a pattern of contemplation and it lasts for a little while, like it lasts many days. Currently I'm in that state and that's why I guess this is coming up for me because It's interesting how things get more defined as we get older and we have more life experience. And maybe that's one reason why doing it every year is beneficial. Sometimes we do it close to New Year's, right? Setting New Year's resolutions, start having a fresh start. For me, a lot of times I start my pre-planning now, right before New Year's, and then I hit it gangbusters in March. I know that sounds kind of funny, but this is my time to kind of internalize and lay out the foundation and get my ducks in a row. And then the spring is when I'm really active. Spring and summer is when I'm really active. And then the fall, I kind of go back into this contemplation. That's what works for me. But I want to dive in today. I want to show you how to contemplate this, maybe in a level or a way that you haven't done before. And hopefully you will end up with significant clarity about what your mission is here. And at least for now, right? Because it is a moving target. And also I can give you some strategic tips to help you keep that plan and that mission in the forefront of your mind. Because isn't that why often we make New Year's resolutions and fail? Because we don't stay on top of it. We don't keep reigniting our passion. It's really important to do that. So I'm going to give you some really useful tips to help you throughout the year. Now, you may have heard me say this before, but after losing both of my parents at a young age, I learned that there is no guarantee of someday. And it's interesting. I want to take a little side note from my notes here, but I noticed that even though that's an, uh, that's an awareness that I gleaned when my mom died when I was 12, it's an awareness I revisited when my dad died in 2013. And again, when grandma died, in 2018, every time something somebody has passed away, I have thought about it. And when I look back, hindsight, right? I look back and I realize that each time I contemplated this, I got more clear on what life really means to me. What am I doing here? 
especially when we're young, sometimes we have big dreams and aspirations, things we want to accomplish and experience. But once we've gotten through that stage, it becomes more about what experiences we want to leave for others, right? So let's start here. What memories, what friendships, what impact will we be leaving behind in the hearts and the minds of our loved ones or people we meet? This is a topic, as I said, I think about on a pretty consistent basis. I don't know if other people think about it. I I always thought it was kind of normal, but then I start wondering if maybe it's just because I've experienced so much loss that maybe I think about it more than other people. I'm not sure. But what I can tell you is I've learned a lot from this specific line thinking, and I want to share that with you today. So a little vulnerable moment. I used to have this compulsion to finish things 100%. Okay, well, speaking in all honesty, I still sometimes do. (laughs) If I'm reading a book, I want to get to the end of the chapter, you know, before I put the book down. I have this compulsion to see things through to the end. But it used to be that this compulsion kept me from enjoying my children and things that were going on around me. So for example, if I was cleaning in the kitchen and my kids wanted to play, I would say, sure, I'll play with you, but let me finish what I'm doing. Often I either would not get a chance to play because I would get so busy and then it would lead into something else and something else and it was like never actually done. Or my kids would run off and play without me to fill the time and I would think, okay, well, they're busy, so I'll just go ahead and do this, X, Y, or Z. The problem is that I made the condition of my house more important than spending time with my kids. And this, again, was due to this compulsion. The reason my compulsion controlled me so strongly was because I did not have the clarity about what was meaningful to me. Listen, friends, at the end of my life, it is not going to mean much to my kids that the house was not in perfect order. But when I took time this weekend to go play hide and seek with them, my daughter and my two of my kids talked about how much they enjoyed that time, and I knew I made the right choice. This has taken me many years of practice, making conscious choices to act out of alignment with my compulsion and more in alignment with my heart's mission. Regularly contemplating this and revisiting my why is what has made it possible for me to have a dirty house and be okay with it. (laughs) That should be like the topic of my my next course, how to have a dirty house and be okay with it. (laughs) You see, when we lose a loved one, it seems to make us feel a a bit nostalgic and that stark contrast that death brings against life helps us to momentarily see how good we have it. Often we say that our loved ones taught us the importance of living life to the fullest and contemplating life and that their love, you know, we talk about their love and how it made us feel and it reminds us of how precious life is. These are all things that you hear about um, at funerals and when people pass away. But all too often, this inspired feeling fades away, doesn't it? But it doesn't have to. Today, I want to guide you through an exercise in reclaiming this inspiration without having to lose another loved one, and then also teach you how to keep it, okay? So there's this book I read years ago called The Seven Habits for Highly Successful People. Author Stephen Covey walks you through an exercise where you're at a funeral, irony, right? And at first, you are just an observer watching people talk, hug, cry. You aren't sure who died, and you slowly make your way to the casket. When you look in the casket, it's 
you lying there. Now, he writes it in such a captivating way that by the time you really you look in the casket, you're not expecting it to be you. So it's kind of a shocker. And it really just like brings you into the moment of, oh, crap. <laughs> wow, I hadn't thought about this before, right? And it gets you thinking. This scene in this book was so memorable for me. The exercise was so memorable for me that I've never forgotten about it. Now, in the book, he has you stick around the funeral and imagine what people are saying about you, you know, see what they're saying about you. This exercise really gets you thinking about what impact you're leaving on the people that you come into contact with every day. As sad and depressing as it may sound, it is really uplifting and inspirational because don't we often wonder what is the point of life? Is it merely to work hard and earn money just to live out our days, build up enough income so that we can provide for ourselves in our golden years? Have you ever noticed how special kids seem to be to the elderly? Have you ever taken your kids to like the grocery store and there's this old man or old woman? And this happens to my kids because they're redheaded. These old people just love redheaded kids and they will, oh, look at that hair and just want to reach out and touch their hair. And, you know, you can just see this twinkle of adoration in their eye and how precious they see your children. These strangers see your children as precious. And why do you suppose that is? Because because they are close to the end of their life, right? And they have come to the realization that things change so fast and these moments are so fleeting and they kind of wish they could go back and experience those days over. If they could, what would they do differently, right? I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait until I'm old (laughs) to realize that I could have spent more meaningful moments with my family. I don't want to wait until my body can't do fun things. I want to be present, make memories, and leave impressions. So take some time, friends, and really ask yourself, do this exercise and ask yourself, what do you want people to think about you when you die or say about you when you die? Well, because let's be honest, people don't usually talk about the bad stuff, right? It's us that talks about the bad stuff. It's us who spends our whole life criticizing and and critiquing everything we do and it's our friends and our loved ones who go up on the podium and talk about the good times right so what are those good times going to be what impact do we want to leave think about it definitely take some time to write it down because this will help you get some clarity on what you want to accomplish and what if it was so simple that we don't even have to wait until someday? What if these are things, if we just really put this whole thing into perspective for a moment, what if these are things that we could do to start living a more passionate, vibrant, joyful life today, right? Isn't that what we're trying to do? Now, I know this all ties back to financial freedom in a way, because in my opinion, financial freedom gives me the flexibility to create these moments. I mean, this is the fun. This is the adventures that I want to have with people in my life. I want to be able to take my kids out somewhere to see a movie or whatever and not only get to do it once a month because the budget says so, right? I want to have some flexibility. Also, I want passive income coming in so that I can go do fun things and be earning money while I do it. That's essentially what I'm trying to accomplish. Now that we've given some thoughts or once you've given some thought to what impact you want to leave when you die. We now have some more clarity about how we want to live. When we live with purpose, intentionally choosing our thoughts, feelings, and actions as often as possible with our life mission in mind, we become the humans that we want to be. The hard part is being able to keep up with this after inspiration fades away. So I'm going to share with you three things that you can do to help yourself stay mindful 
of this importance and keep this close and, you know, close at hand. And I want to say something else to anybody who might have a sense of pressure, feeling a sense of pressure to accomplish these things in a rapid fashion. Let us all try to just take a deep breath and ease this into this because we can't expect ourselves to go from not living mindfully to living mindfully overnight. It's really important to be kind and gentle with ourselves and to just keep starting over. And the more we do it, the better we will be at practicing through this. Now, that is really the only difference between where I am today and where I was 20 years ago. I have more practice clicking the reset button and getting back on the bandwagon because it used to be that I could fall off really quickly. And what I'm talking about is creating intentional intentionality, basically creating intentionality. It's one of those things where you kind of have to remind yourself because it's so easy for us to get on autopilot, right? So that's what I want to focus on is how to get out of autopilot and into intentional mode so that we can be more creative, experience on a fuller level, and get to enjoy the financial freedom when we have it. So the first things to do is to make a list of five to 10 words that motivate you and help you remember this feeling. For me, some of these words are moments, meaning, impressions, impact, presence, mindful. I could go on, but just get the most, the ones that when you read it, you instantly have a sense of, oh yeah, that's what I need to do, right? Now, then put each word on its own sticky note and paste it around the house, in your car, on your work computer, places you frequent. Each time you see the post, it's going to remind you of this bigger mission that you're on. Also, make sure every week or so to move the sticky notes around or put them on different colors, the words, and move them in different places because our brains get used to seeing the sticky notes each day and then it kind of becomes background noise to our consciousness. And when we move them around and change the colors, our brains register it as seeing something new. So it, again, catches our eye. So that's how we want to keep it fresh. Um, Number two is perhaps after this episode, you have a more clear image of what your end game will look like. Now ask yourself, what steps do you need to take to achieve this end game? Make a list and put it in your calendar to remind you weekly to reflect on each week. So let me backtrack. You've, you've contemplated, you've done this exercise, you've written down what the things are that you want to achieve in life, what meaningful moments you want to weave, or what kind of accomplishments, what lessons do you want to teach other people? I mean, shoot, it could just be that the sky is the limit. I mean, maybe you have this passion to just go out and go from being Uh, raised in a family of really poor people to going out and becoming super financially wealthy and leaving generational wealth, like legacy wealth for your family and your future generations. Maybe that's your mission. And if that is, then awesome. Because now what you've done is you've literally become the example and you can leave that as your legacy. Now I've taught other people that anything is possible, right? How cool would that be? So go for it. Whatever the case may be, get clear on what it is you want your mission to be. So once you're clear on what your goal is, ask yourself what steps you need to take to achieve this. Who do you need to become? Make a list of activities, skills, things that you want to achieve, characteristics. That's another really one that's important. Like for me, one of my characteristics is generosity. I see myself as having more than enough and loving to give it away. So write all that down um, and then each week, take time to reflect 
Look at the previous week and ask yourself, basically grade yourself on a scale of one to five. You know, did I take action this week in becoming who I want to be? Could I have, what could I have done differently? Is there anything in this week that I would do differently? And it could be something small. Maybe you snapped at your kids when you really wished you didn't. Maybe you could have made sure to go play ball with your son instead of, you know, typing out your work stuff or finishing these emails or whatever. Those kinds of things are little, but they're but they're not at the same time. So take some time to really reflect because then moving into the next week, you set that intention of restart, push that restart button, and then you get moving into that next week and you'll start to remember, oh yeah, I meant to go play ball with my son and I didn't. And he's asking me again, this time I'm going to do it. So those are the things that are important. Lastly, this is number three. Sometimes this is the hardest because it does require consistent daily action. But when we do it on a daily basis, it's so powerful. Spend a few minutes each day contemplating your mission completion, okay? So by that, I mean, I don't know. My, my kids used to watch the show um, with the little rocket ship. And at the end, he would say, mission completion. And they always attained their goal. I just love that. <laughs> Imagine yourself having accomplished your dream, not just watching yourself accomplish it, because do that. It is important. But also... Imagine what it's going to feel like, what it's going to be like when you do, because the truth of the matter is, and this is like a podcast for another day, but there is so much science behind the reason why this works. And it's been proven scientifically that our minds are wired to basically seek out that which we tell it to seek out. And so if we spend each day thinking about all the negative things then that's what we keep recreating. But when we start to imagine and seek out the positive things and the things that lift us up, then we start to create those things. So I'm going to give you an example of a vision that I had. I can't remember initially. I think it might have even been a dream. I'm going to tell it to you like it came to me. I'm sitting at a restaurant on a cliff overlooking the ocean and I this felt so incredibly real. It's like I was really there. I could feel the wind on my face. My hair felt like it was being tickled by the breeze, you know, moving around. I could hear the ocean and I could smell it. I could hear the sounds of the restaurant behind me. It was very vivid. I, I felt like it was in Greece, although I'm not really sure. Nobody said, oh, hey, welcome to Greece. And in the vision, I'm an old lady. I'm alone at this table. And I'm sitting quietly reminiscing about my life. I feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel stately and I feel completely content with how my life turned out. It's almost like a sense of acknowledgement that, okay, I did it. I've come here to do what I was intending to do. Now I'm done. Whenever I question today, now in my life, whenever I question whether or not I'm going to achieve what I want in life, I think about this vision and I feel the feeling that I had in this, in this vision. And it's like reassurance. It's like, oh yeah, I do. I do get to get to, I do accomplish this. Yeah, I do. I literally had this vision. Oh, I think I know where it started now. Oh my gosh. I know exactly where this came from. In 2006, I created a vision board. It was when I was reading a book called Mentored by a Millionaire. He talked about creating a vision board. And then again, it was on another movie. You've probably heard of The Secret or What the Bleep Do We Know. Those are some great movies if you're into like manifestation stuff. But 
I, so I did this way, way back and I kind of forgot about it. It, it, I stuck it in my closet. And when we moved up here, I pulled it out and on this vision board, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, just as I was talking, I was like, oh yeah, there it is. There is a picture of all it is. There's no person in this picture. It is literally just a white building, like with columns, like you would see um, at a Coliseum type thing, but it looks like a balcony and it's taken from the perspective of the balcony overlooking this cliff, overlooking the ocean. And I'm guessing that my subconscious made up this imaginary experience to as if it's going to be. Um, that is so intriguing. I forgot that was there because when I sit at my desk, the way that my poster board is pinned up, I can't actually see that picture. It just dawned on me that that's where it is. I had to get up and go look at it. It's such a trip how those things work out. So it's just proof in the pudding that doing this is effective. It really is. So I hope that helps get you started down this path of creating a really meaningful life and really tuning into what financial freedom means to you on a different level than just money. And uh, I really want to hear your experience with this. Please tag me on Instagram, go into the Passive Income Examiner community, share your experience. I want to hear from you. Hey friends, if you haven't done so already, I just want to take a moment to ask you again to please subscribe to this show and head on over to iTunes to leave a review. We appreciate you tuning in every week. Until next time, that's a wrap.